Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is Limitless Q&A number 37. So I'm doing great because of that fantastic yogurt thing you just presented me with. Mm-hmm. That was really good. It was not your typical Bulgarian yogurt, which I've been eating for years and years and years now, because it is this excellent uh, probiotic uh, yogurt that contains the Lactobacillus bulgaricus. Um, but you take this to the next level with the, what are the ingredients? Oats and... Tahini and nuts and chocolate. Yeah. And cinnamon. Yes. Yes, this is most tantalizing. For play for lunch. It's like a pre-lunch. Yeah, but, but it's. I'm- it's like, oh, it's like, it's like a dessert lunch. It's like a healthy pre-lunch dessert. Yeah, but I would like to say that all of our yogurt is supposed to have the lactobacillus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, geez. The bulgaricus. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I believe it. I believe I contain lactobacillus bulgaricus. Yeah, and, that's very possible. At all times, at all times. I'd say it's a near certainty. Okay, so before we dive into, we've got seven questions here. Here, six of them are great, and one of them is deranged nonsense. So uh, before we dive into those, a couple of little things. What you hear from me here and what you can find over on LimitlessMindset.com and the many places online where I publish my content is not medical advice. I am not a doctor, although I may be a slutty one for Halloween. I'm just an experienced, unlicensed self-experimenter. And I should emphasize the experience part of that. I've been doing this biohacking, life hacking thing for over a decade now. I think I'm coming up on about 11 years of being fairly obsessed with the art and science of human optimization. And I'm just practicing free speech here while I've got it in talking about my own experiences and interpretations of published science. And I am going to direct everyone on over to the guide I did. I did it a couple of years ago, but it's worth a revisit and it's especially worth checking out if you're new to this. On I did a guide on how to biohack smart and safe on how to improve your performance, multiply your effectiveness in life, uh, but do it in a conservative way where you're not taking any crazy risks. And I do suggest consulting with your doctor about any biohacks, that about any big decisions that you are making. I do suggest consulting with a doctor and ideally getting a second opinion. And I'm not that I'm not just saying that because that's something that people always say, you should consult with a doctor. Recently, me and you had a little bit of an issue because of a little dog and we 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 consulted with three doctors, right? That's true. Yeah, we got three doctors opinions before we made our decisions about what to do about that little issue caused by that naughty, naughty little dog. So, yeah, uh, he was such a cutie. 
he was kind of cute. So there's that, which is that this is not medical advice. This is for entertainment purposes. I do hope you find this entertaining. Me and my wife here endeavor to make it somewhat entertaining for you. And then I am also going to direct, especially anybody who submitted these questions here, I'm going to direct them over to the Lean Life Coaching form that we have conspicuously linked in the uh, in the menu bar of LimitlessMindset.com. And this form I am quite proud of. I hear from people uh, repeatedly that filling out this form helped them to clarify and narrow down the narrow down what was holding them back in life. Uh, frequently in life, we find ourselves with a with a glass ceiling. We we are like like dolphins who are just like bumping their little dolphin snouts against a glass ceiling that is uh, imagine a glass ceiling over the uh, swimming pool where they have the the dolphins, and we want to be dolphins that are like jumping up into the air that everyone is uh, cheering for, of course, and so. This form, people tell me that when they fill out this form, it helps them to narrow down what they have tried, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them, and narrow down uh, what's holding them back. And then this form also gives me the opportunity to provide people with nuanced, bespoke recommendations. Because when people, all the time I get questions on social media, I get comments, I get uh, emails, and a lot of times these give me a limited picture of what's going on with a person. And when they fill out this form, then I get a lot of important considerations. And then I'm able to give them a plan, typically like a 60 or a 90 day plan to run with that's going to really make a difference for them. And a lot of, t there, there is actually people that fill out this form where I'm not the right kind of uh, fit for them. Like there was a guy who had a brain tumor who filled out that form. And I I am not the person to help people with their, with their brain tumors. But um, a lot of times my bespoke recommendations are able to help people make a breakthrough in 60 or 90 days when they do that. And even those people that I'm not able to help, I do respond to them. Um, so it's not like you're uh, filling out that form. If me and you aren't quite the right fit, it's not like uh, your, uh, your, your information that you share is going to go into a black whole. And another thing that I will mention is, of course, that's part of a coaching consultation package, which is not cheap. And I realize that there's some people out there who are biohackers balling on a budget and they might not be able to afford a coaching and consultation, but they've got like some questions that are a little bit more involved than what we can address here in the in this Q&A podcast. And so for them, I recommend the $150 free biohacking consultation offer that we've got, which is 
part of the Limitless Mindset Secret Society. It's this private community that I moderate on the internet. And I have a list of preferred vetted vendors. And these um, vetted vendors, when you spend at least $150 with them, then you become eligible for a free biohacking consultation with me, which is awesome because it gives me the chance to answer some of those questions that maybe you've Googled and you've been like confused with the results that you have gotten out of those. So yeah. Those are kind of like some important things to keep in mind with your uh, exploration into your own biology and ways to take things to the next level so that you are just a bit more dangerous. Okay, babe, let's dive in to the Q&A questions. I'm going to have a, have a spray first. And I'll give one to you. And this is nootropic spray. That's right. It's pretty tasty, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's true. It's like children lemonade. Yeah, it kind of it tastes like something that kids would maybe get trick or treating, <laughs> right? Yeah, something like that. It's Zamner juice from Newtopia, who I do have a biohacker review coming out on very soon. Okay, so yeah, first question. First question comes from Marine from Croatia. I just started another year at university and got interested in entrepreneurship. It got really hard to do everything I have in plan. And I think taking paracetam would help me do more of what I want. I live in Croatia and here I can't buy it. Do you have any advice on how to get some high quality paracetam? Are there ways to ship it to Croatia? The short answer is for increasing R A M and the length. Ram. Of, that would RAM. be that would be Ram. Ram. My my wife is a computer expert. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> okay, so the short answer is for increasing Ram and the length of my focus. For the long answer, I will give you some information about where I stand with my goals and biohacking. I'm a math student and studying it knows to be exhausting. After three or four hours of studying, I need a longer break or want to take the afternoon off. Besides it, I'm interested in other things such as music and going out. I also started to read about entrepreneurship. So now I help people and want to find ideas and problems to solve, etc. I have already done some things for my productivity and overall mental and physical health. Some are drinking water and getting light as soon as I wake up. That's good. Drinking coffee and green tea. Got that from your site. Oh, yeah. Limiting slash excluding foods bad for the brain. Heavy lifting and cardio training. Information diet. Limiting cheap dopamine quick, effortless dopamine, and making a night routine that consists of dimming the lights, keeping screens off or in low blue light mode, drinking chamomile tea, and sometimes ashwagandha. Mostly the basic stuff, but I feel the difference when I'm not following this routine. I'm looking for something that will aid my ability to focus and perform mentally demanding tasks and increase the time I'm unable to invest in them. 
I would use it two, three times a week. I would like to make an order from your site, but changing the country limits almost all the products due to the country's laws about substances. Okay, so I think what we should do for Marine here is I'm going to go and get a giant package of paracetam and we're going to wrap it in like a bunch of different bags and then we're going to take a sailboat right off of the coast of uh of Croatia there you'll be suntanning on the deck of the sailboat and then me because I am a a certified patty uh scuba diver because I am, I am qualified to scuba dive I will I'll do a stealth insertion of uh paracetam I'll, I'll, I'll go and scuba dive down underneath the international, the into down into uh, Croatian waters, and I'll I'll find a. Uh, I, I'll, there's probably some place where there's like a shipwreck of like an old Roman vessel off the coast of uh, off the coast of Croatia, and so I'll go and hide the paracetam mm-hmm. in the shipwrecked vessel, and then provide the him with the GPS coordinates, and then he can go out there when he's uh, you know visiting his baba during the summertime, <laughs> and then he can go out there on on his baba's little dinghy, and then swim down, snorkel on down into the Roman vessel, and there. I'll have the paracetam hidden in uh, double waterproof bags, and then he'll be set. Good, good, good plan. Okay, so <laughs> does Marine agree to this though? I'm pretty sure he'll go for it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he'll go for it. He sounds. Uh, he sounds uh, adventuresome. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I would um, actually question about getting paracetam in Croatia because Croatia is not part of the Schengen zone, but it is part of the EU. And paracetam is, I believe, legal in the EU. And I this is kind of this is kind of the position is a lot of these countries are quite persnickety. Some countries can be quite persnickety about nootropics. Um, and if you, if you, if, 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 if you ask, if you ask, they'll tell you you're not allowed to import that, but I, I strongly suspect that you'll not run into any trouble trying to import something like paracetam into Croatia. And I know you can get paracetam. There's a source in the UK, the same people that uh, Sarah, Sarah got her paracetam from. Mm -hmm. And so I'll provide that source. I'm pretty sure they would ship to Croatia. I think they might want payment in uh, Bitcoin cryptocurrency. Um, So there's a couple of European sources. I know that uh, Rufarma will ship paracetam um, here into the Balkans with no problem. So I think you can't, I'd be, you may want to try. You may want to just try and get paracetam um, shipped there. And I think you actually won't have problems with that. However, 
let's assume that you can't get the paracetam there. There's actually a lot of other options that you can explore. So I direct you over to one of the Limitless Mindset Secret Society recommended vendors, which is IntelliMeds. And IntelliMeds carries a number of uh, nootropics and smart drugs that would be considered classic study drugs that are going to help you with elongating focus that are going to enhance your mathematical aptitude. In fact, I'm double checking right now to see if they have phenylparacetam and I believe, oh, look at this. This is great. They do have phenylparacetam in stock because he, he mentioned mathematics. And phenylparacetam is pretty awesome for mathematics. And so they do have that 100 capsules. And then they've also got it powdered. And phenylparacetam is, well, it's a form of paracetam, but it's regarded as the mathematician's smart drug. And I do see that in stock. It's pretty affordable. And they have got a uh, a money-back delivery um, guarantee. So you can email them, double-check with them, and then place an order, and you should be able to get phenylparacetam there. And that is pretty... And phenylparacetam ships from Spain or the Netherlands, so it shouldn't take too long to get to Croatia. And... I think you'll be impressed with the powers of focus and especially uh, mathematics ability that that gives you, especially if you're only using it two to three times a week. Sometimes if you're using these things five or six days out of the week, then you can develop a bit of a tolerance to them, but using them a little bit less frequently. You could even consider experimenting and trying modafinil if you're only going to use it once or twice a week. Modafinil is, it comes with some risks, but it can be, for some people, a pretty awesome uh, study drug. And he mentions entrepreneurship here, and a lot of entrepreneurs really swear by modafinil. Uh, a lot, for many entrepreneurs, modafinil is what enables them to really uh, take their business to the next level because they just get so much more focus and motivation, and there's kind of a trade-off to that. It's not risk-free, but it's it is something that you'd be able to get there in Croatia. You could get modafinil through uh, Rufarma, which is for the time, they are based out of Russia, but for the time being, they're able to ship to the Balkans. Or you could get modafinil from like modafinilxl.com. And they are expert in shipping to all the different European countries. And he mentions, okay, he mentions upgrading the RAM. Uh, and the best way that I'm aware of to increase the RAM of the mind is with dual end back training, which doesn't require getting anything past customs in your country. It just requires a download of an app. And if you do dual end back training for 15 to 20 minutes a day for... 
20 to 25 sessions. So if you basically do it almost every day for a month, you will noticeably increase the RAM, uh, the your working memory capacity. And you'll notice yourself being a little bit better at problem solving, being a bit better at mathematics. Uh, you may find that you're a bit more creative. And then... I should probably also mention that if you really don't think that you can get quality smart drugs past the imports bureaucracy of your country, which is, I know, something, it's a problem that people have a lot of places, I would direct you towards the ICPAD by Infopathy, which is this very cool technology. I explain it in my interview with its inventor. It's a very cool technology that allows you to download different drugs and supplements over the internet and into water, and then you just drink the water. And I do find using that, there is a paracetam infoceutical, so downloadable paracetam. And I've used that quite a few times, and it doesn't have an effect that's as strong as the actual paracetam, but it does have a noticeable kind of nootropic effect for me. So you'll want to consider that. And then finally, I should mention that we actually do have a listing page for Croatia in the Biohacker Connect. We've got a world directory of countries and the different vendors that serve different countries. And so we've got a page there where you can see a number of vendors listed that ostensibly do ship to Croatia. So if you ordered from them and then they weren't able to get product from you for any reason. You could say, "Hey guys, you said you could you said you could get product to Croatia. What's the deal here?" And then you could get your money back. And if they uh, tried to mess around with you at all and tell you, uh, "Oh no, we can't give you your money back because policies, policies, policies," then you could just email me, and because I have just a little bit of influence in this in this industry, then I would. Uh, I would apply a little bit of pressure and make sure that we get you your money back for the nootropics that you deserve in your hot little hands there in Croatia. Okay, next question. Next question comes from Carly on Facebook. What would you recommend as a nootropic if one would be interested to start? Start with the end in mind, but unfortunately don't know at all what they could help you achieve in the first place. Verbal fluency would be something though. I've been following Dave Asprey since 214 when he started blogging, but never got the chance to read more on the topic. 2014? Man, why haven't you tried nootropics yet? You've been, you've been sleeping on nootropics since 2014? Babe, I'm pretty sure... It took me all of about 20 minutes to convince you to try nootropics after I first introduced you to the concept, right? On our third date. On our third date. You know it was date number two. Wasn't it date number two that I broke out my big package of smart drugs? Yeah, yeah. After uh, Nikolai introduced me to a drug dealer. That's right, when in fact I was a smart drug dealer. Okay, but we won't be too judgmental of Caroli that he's been waiting around on nootropics for eight years now. You know, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago or eight years ago in Caroli's case, but the second best time to plant a tree is today. Okay, so yeah, if you want to dive in with nootropics, I'm going to give him three... Rec 
Is that a him or her? Caroli? It's probably a him. He's probably Czech. Ah, okay, okay, okay. It's Caroli, actually. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Maybe he's Carl. I'm not sure if the Y is silent. Maybe he's Carl. Ah, okay. So I'll give him three recommendations. I'll start with a real low-end recommendation, which is nicotine. And nicotine is uh, really cheap, and you can get it, of course, anywhere. And no, I am not recommending that you smoke cigarettes. What I'm recommending is that you use nicotine in a USP solution, or that you use it, that you take, that you get nicotine in a PG or VG solution from a vape shop. And you take a little drop and you drop it underneath your tongue. And it is a potent smart drug and it will bump up your verbal fluency. You'll notice that like right away. And again, that one, you can get it practically anywhere and it is quite cheap. Of course, there's some downsides to nic nicotine. You're gonna get addicted to it. I So before you try nicotine, do read the article that I have about it, which is going to be linked below wherever you're listening to this podcast. That's where I'm going to break down all the resources. So nicotine, real cheap, available everywhere. Um, the mid-range recommendation, probably my, my greatest recommendation for verbal fluency and just as like a place to start would be paracetam, the same thing that I was talking to Marine about. And paracetam is the verbal intelligence molecule. Paracetam has the most consistent effect out of, I think, almost all of the nootropics amongst biohackers, amongst the thousands and thousands and thousands, perhaps millions of people who have tried it as a verbal fluency enabler. It's going to make your mouthpiece just a bit more dangerous. You're going to be talking yourself into and out of a bit more trouble than you would normally. And paracetam is a synthetic smart drug. It is I would call it almost even the smart drug. It's been around since the 1960s. It has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clinical trials done on it. It's quite uh, proven, safe, and effective. And I'm not sure where you are in the world, but on the show notes for this Q&A podcast, I'll link to some sources. And then finally, for verbal fluency, I'm going to recommend what I am on at the moment, which is the Newtopia stacks. And in particular, I'm on a Newtopia stack called Brain Flow. And so Newtopia is kind of something a little bit different where they send you this big box, this big box of a bunch of different nootropics, and then each day they give you a different little combination of nootropics to use and you log how you're responding and how you feel about the different nootropics in a smartphone app. And over time, they build kind of a model on you. And over time, you'll figure out which of their nootropic stacks really unleash verbal fluency for you. And so for me, it's this brain flow stack uh, that I have got right here. And I also like this, this tasty uh, nootropic spray. And the Nootopia one is that is quite 
high end. You're going to have to go through my link and they have a little survey that you fill out because they've got like one package, which is I think $400. And then they've got some other packages that are less expensive than that. So that is kind of like a high end uh, done for you self-quantification type of product. And those three, trying at least one of those, you'll definitely notice some sort of uptick in your verbal intelligence and you'll get a nice introduction introduction to, to smart drugs. I'd love to hear if Corolli can try all of those and then get back to us and let us know, say, hey, I was uh, I, in my virginal nootropic experience. This is how it went my first time. Um, it'd be great to hear back. What's the next question, babe? The next question comes from Etienne on LinkedIn. I'm interested by CX compounds made by Cortex Pharmaceuticals. All of them seems to be AMPA receptor positive, alsteric modulators, binding ionotropic glutamate receptors. My question is, are there ampakins acting on dopamine too, selective inhibitors. And the other one is, is there a risk of overexcitation and dead cells binding glutamate receptors? So I did some looking into the CX compounds by Cortex Pharmaceutical, uh, which has since changed to Respire RX, apparently. And... I would question why you turn to some uh, relatively unknown research chemicals when there's a bunch uh, or there's several very good ampicinic nootropics out there already. Aniracetam and oxyracetam come to mind. These are extremely well proven, uh, efficacious, safe, uh, smart drugs that are beloved by thousands and thousands of biohackers that do work on the AMPA receptor. And to answer your first question, they do act on dopamine as well. In fact, I actually had a study that I had added to my website a while back that was entitled Aniracetam Enhances Cortical Dopamine and Serotonin Release Via Cholinergic and Glutamergic Mechanisms. So yes, those are going to work on dopamine. And is there a risk of overexcitation and dead cells binding to glutamate receptors? I can't imagine there is with aniracetam, oxyracetam, with any of those mainstream ampokines, as those have been widely studied in animal and human trials. And when I look at the abstracts of the human clinical trials, they typically are concluded with a sentence saying something like, the drug was uh, safe and very well tolerated. So Evidence of overexcitation, I would not worry a whole lot about that. Of course, you want to be mindful of how these different things are affecting you. If something seems to be overexciting you too much, if you feel like you've got 
a, a neurotransmitter hangover the next day after using a particular smart drug, which is, uh, that's real common with modafinil, for example, then you'd want to maybe stay away from it, decrease dosage, get a bit more conservative of your usage with it. And I would also not be worried with something like aniracetam about dead cells binding to glutamate receptors as that would, over time, that would increase the tolerance that people would have to it, to the drug itself. In fact, the drug would have a really steep tolerance curve to it if something like, if receptors were being uh, blocked or rendered not useful, people would need to take more and more and more and more and more of the ampokines to get the same effect that they got in the first place. And I also don't see that with aniracetam or oxyracetam. So I would ask you why you're taking risks on the CX compounds, which this is the first I've heard of them, and I've been studying nootropics and smart drugs for over 11 years. And if you're looking for ampokine enhancement, just turn to the racetams, which will do that, and I think you'll be quite pleased with the results. Okay, sexually deprived in my marriage. Ooh. I am 25 years old. I am a guy. And I'm struggling to maintain loyalty at this point with my wife, who is 23. Mm. When we first started dating, the sex was spontaneous, amazing, and adventurous. Out of many reasons, I decided to tie the knot because I had finally found a woman who could match my high-frequency sex drive. Fast forward some time, we decided to take the next step in marriage and planned for our first child. A bundle of joy any man could ever ask for. Things were different and slowly began to change the way we conducted ourselves. No more naked walking around the house. No random sex on the living room couch while watching Game of Thrones. This began to destroy me little by little. Almost like I had never realized truthfully how important sex was for me. It was a release of pent-up emotion, a way of telling my partner how much I needed their love. At first, I would try and create an intimate mood, verbally or physically, lay out my intentions across the table, and then go in for the prize, but end up getting denied because my wife was way too tired. She would promise me tomorrow or maybe this weekend. Tomorrow would come, or the weekend, and she would say, I'm too tired, but I will give you head. So that's fine with me. But eventually she began to get too tired to do that also. Too tired for head? Mm-hmm. Is head tiring? Kind of, yeah. Okay, okay. Fair enough. We communicated about how turned on I was at all times. I needed to release the sexually pressure pent up inside of me the sexual pressure pent up inside of me. She believed that releasing this pressure once a week should have been enough for me, but it once, was not. Once a week, mm -hmm. 23 and 25 years old, once a week. Yeah. I decided to move on to porn so that I mm -hmm. would practically stop begging my wife for sex. 
This worked out for only about three weeks before I got caught. Yes, getting caught is an inevitability, gents. Let it be known that I suck at deleting my browser history. This tore her heart apart. We argued and fought about my decision to watch porn, and she believed that it was the worst thing to do in a relationship. She became insecure and thought that I wanted to see other women in bed. I pointed out to her that it was just a crutch for me to release this tension, but she never got it. My wife actually threatened divorce because she caught me watching porn. Yikes. Fast forward now, from, for months, I have decided to quit. No That's more, good. No more adult film watching. I then, instead of watching porn, decided to film my wife and I. I would use those videos in times of need to be able to get off. At first, my wife was okay with this. Eventually, she was not. So the lack of sex, no freedom to watch porn or create adult film, and what it seemed like a mountain full of built-up sexual pressure pushed me to new feats of sexual desire. One night, I decided after an argument with my wife about sex, to visit a strip club in South Florida, and I haven't been the same since. Did, did he bring his cat to the strip club? I don't think so. Remember the, uh, the Florida man story? The Florida man ejected from strip club because he wanted to bring his cat to the strip mm -hmm. club? Oh, yeah. I have been filled with the desire to cheat on my wife. I have created so many scenarios in my mind in which cheating might work out, but I know that it is wrong. I can't stop myself from thinking about it 24-7. I constantly look at TikTok videos that promote female beauty. I constantly get distracted on Instagram staring at women and occasionally click onto their link tree. I have started subscribing to OnlyFans accounts, oh, even geez. to people I was in high school with. The, the high school hoes have become Instagram hoes? Yeah. And OnlyFan only fan hoes? Yeah. I've started watching porn again pretty frequently, and I cannot for the love of God stop being flirtatious with any woman who gives me a chance to flirt. I know that this is all wrong, but I can't stop. I've tried, and it doesn't work. I don't know what to do. I really feel like I will end up cheating on my wife. Oh, what a disastrous situation. What do you think? Oh, geez, he needs to put his shit together or his wife will probably leave him and... Take the kid? Yeah. And then he'll be another divorced man, uh, likely enslaved to his wife, made to... Made to make uh, child support payments and alimony support payments for years and years and years while dealing with an angry, vindictive, vengeful woman who feels totally betrayed. That's kind of the path he's on, isn't it? Yeah, well, I would not feel empathy for him one bit because it's his own decision. Right. Although it sounds like his this to me sound this to me looks is a uh, biology issue 
that is manifesting as a relationship issue, which is that uh, which happens often. Mo many many relationship issues that men and women that couples run into are downstream from biological dysfunction, from health issues. And he doesn't mention any health issues on her behalf, but I would guess I would guess that she has hormonal issues because of that level of uh, disinterest in sex at 23 years old. Like 23 year olds should be fairly interested in sex. Uh, people in their early and mid 20s should be rearing to rearing to go like several times a week. I mean, we are both 37 years old and we're rearing to go several times a week, aren't we? Well, like, yeah, yeah. So, so that seems like, that seems like a real issue there that her libido is so low. And, and there's a little bit about that that is natural, which is that after you have a baby, then the body says, well, we've made a baby. We don't need quite so many of these uh, horny um, hormones, you know, dragging us to uh, rub our body against uh, uh, someone else uh, until we explode in a moment of passion together. Part of that is a little bit biological, but she should have a higher libido at that age and especially if you're if they are married then they they that's the point of uh part of the obviously part of the point of marriage is to have kids and have a family and to you know be a foundational unit of society all that but another purpose of getting married is just to be able to enjoy sex together in a safe secure monogamous relationship so i think think that he should probably look real hard like like try to have a conversation with his wife and not so much put all the blame on her but but say hey we need to take a look at her hormones and her health and if she can make some adjustments to her health then she'll have a normal libido for a 23 year old as opposed to it sounds like she's got a, a 53 year old's libido right now um and so you would want to this would be a thing where you'd probably want to go to um a a uh, endocrinologist right they probably want to go to an endocrinologist that can take a look at her hormones and see where her hormones are way off, or they'd want to they'd want to go to some kind of naturopathic doctor, and they probably find nowadays, especially in the United States, even young people have all sorts of health issues in the United States. Even young people have a hypothyroidism in the United States, which that I mean that kind of sounds like what might be the deal here because a lot of people are like borderline a lot of women are borderline hypothyroid anyways and then they have a kid and then they're all stressed out from being a new mother and their um their thyroid hormones just drop down into the basement and then they're not interested in uh in sex uh they're not such fun people they have bouts of depression so i think yeah i think he should look at the health 
side a thing, and that might resolve her libido. And I should probably, I'll give a recommendation too, beyond just going and talking to some uh, qualified doctors, which is Schisandra. Remember Schisandra Kinesis, babe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Schisandra kinesis is this herbal adaptogen. Mm -hmm. And remember, it's delicious, right? I don't remember it being delicious. It's this herbal adaptogen. It tastes pretty great. As far as herbal supplements go, this one tastes pretty great. And it has a, it, it has a, an effect on libido in both men and women. Although I guess in the anecdotal reports on schisandra kinesis, it's it's reputed a bit more as like an enabler of uh, the woman's libido. Um, and I definitely noticed like you being quite voracious when you were taking that on the regular. I'm not voracious in general. I noticed you being particularly voracious when you were taking when you were taking that. The, I'm just saying this is just my this is just my experience. We should just double. Check How would we that. double check this? It's just my experience. Oh, okay. And this is not the only thing. Right, that's not the only thing. Now, because of this issue, he has a bunch of downstream issues. Yeah. And the and the downstream issues are not going to be solved by just fixing the libido issue. No. Okay. This is this is why I'm a biohacker. This is why I believe so much in preventing health problems as opposed to fixing health problems. When you prevent the health problems, then you prevent all then you prevent this cascade of negative things that happen in your life because of the health problems. So so he has developed okay, so he uh had he had a bit of a good instinct, which is that he went off porn after he got in trouble for using the porn. He went off of it, but then he went back on it. And this, I think, he definitely needs to get off the porn and get off the porn um, permanently because and the strip clubs and the strip clubs are an especially are, are an especially bad idea and especially a waste of money. And his wife, I do not suspect that his wife is going to come or because basically he needs to sit down with his wife and say like, okay, dear, so um, you need to stop eating the junk food. You need to go on an all organic diet. We need to do a detox. Like his wife is going to need to implement all of these discipline intensive things that she has probably never done as a 23 year old to uh, get back into the good health to where her libido is back. But she is going to be totally resistant to all of those kind of things if she doesn't feel like he's 110% into the relationship, which she definitely is not going to feel if he is uh, fabbing and uh, doing doing other things that he shouldn't that he shouldn't do. So for someone like this, this is a great this guy i don't know his name i just know he's a florida man yeah. he and men like him because this is a common issue which is that my wife stop puts it my wife stops putting out this is a very very common issue and so he and men like him can benefit from the uh six steps to uh to anti-fragile spiritual loyalty whatever the name of that 
article was that I wrote. I'm going to link to this article. But I have How a... to stay loyal to your woman. That's right. How to stay loyal to your woman is the thing you want to Google. Or you can go and look for the link to the article. And in this article, I break down a, um, a frame control protocol. I break down a frame control protocol for guys in, uh, in marriages and, and long-term relationships where you start with a, what I call a strategic concession. And if you have much experience in business or negotiating, you know about the value of a strategic concession, which elicits uh, flexibility and compromise from the other person. And so in this article, I break down how to make a strategic concession, which kind of, which is going to be a game changer in your relationship. It's going to be a pattern interrupt in your relationship. It's going to be a novel thing in their relationship that she is really going to love. That's going to make a really big difference to her. And then it's going to it's going to engender and elicit goodwill out of her so that she can then go and do so that then she is a bit more disciplined about doing all the things that she needs to do to get her diet back on track. And so, and, and in my article in how to be loyal to your woman, I talk specifically about how to overcome your porn addiction or your addiction to uh, sexualized imagery, which is so pervasive and so tempting in modernity uh, that just comes at us out of almost every single glowing screen we encounter. And I break down in there the mindset transformation uh, technology that I used. There's a special meditation technique that I'm not going to describe completely here, but I have got it described at length in that podcast and it does work and it will shift your mindset and your habits and your way of being around your sexuality from this um, amateurish, childish kind of sexuality. And what he's described, what he's describing here is definitely kind of an amateurish, childish, boyish kind of sexual expression where he's just got all these urges and he's uh he's like oh my wife's not putting out so uh so porn uh and i'm not watching porn so i'm going gonna go on down to the this strip club and go and throw uh sixty dollars at at diamond there in the strip club to shake her ass her be glittered and bedazzled ass at me and then he's on TikTok and he's on Instagram. So this is uh, all very amateurish sexuality. And your sexuality doesn't have to be like that. Your sexuality doesn't have to be something that makes you a man at war with himself. Your sexuality can be, if you harness it, it can be something like a Roman phalanx. And if you can imagine a movie about Roman soldiers and you get a group of the Roman soldiers and they put their their shields together so that their shields are tight together and then they push forward together against the enemy in whatever direction of the territory that they're trying to conquer for the empire, right? And your sexuality can be 
something like that, as opposed to something that's pulling you in 10,000 different directions and undermining your uh, marriage, which is going to end up having truly disastrous consequences, not only for you, not only for your wife, but also for your child that deserves the very best from you. So he is going to want to follow that protocol and that protocol will even if his even if his his wife who's 23 and a lot of I don't want to generalize too much but 23 year olds are typically not that sharp and often they're quite stubborn and pig-headed and following the frame control protocol he'll be able to I think get her on the right track with the health to where her libido comes back. And then he needs to swear off the uh, porn, the Instagram, the TikTok, and the strip clubs. And the OnlyFans as well. Jesus. And what I'm going to recommend to him to install is the Newsfeed Eradicator app. And I am going to link to this in the podcast show notes for this episode. And this is one of the best tools that I've gotten for better focus. And you'll hear a lot of porn and sexual addiction experts saying that if you want to overcome your porn addiction, what you need to do is get rid of all social media. All social media has got to go. And I think this is what some men really need. I think some men do need to quit all social media. Um, And that's the only way that they can take back control and not be distracted all the time. However, for me and for many other guys, um, I need to use social media for my work. And so I've installed the Newsfeed Eradicator and I installed it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn and Reddit also. So I don't have a algorithmic feed that is dragging me into clickbaity content from those things. I have that blocked. And then of course the apps make a difference. So if you want to be a one woman kind of man, you really do need to get rid of TikTok and Instagram. Those apps have got to go because those apps uh, just relentlessly try to uh, grab you by the balls, metaphorically speaking, and make you look at things that you shouldn't be looking at. So you're going to have to um, think about your life a bit and think about the actual benefit that the tangible material benefit being provided to your life by Instagram and TikTok, and then decide if that's something that's worth your marriage. And that should not be real hard for you. And then a final suggestion that I'm going to make to this guy is looking into the tantric techniques, looking into the techniques for becoming a tantric male or becoming a multi-orgasmic male. And this is a set of techniques that's been developed over 
thousands of years, originally from the East, but they've been refined quite a bit by practitioners and biohackers and sex hackers in the West. And this is a series of techniques that, first of all, it allows you to have a lot better sex. It allows you to have multiple orgasms, to have rolling orgasms, to have non-ejaculatory kinds of orgasms, to be able to pleasure your woman even more, which is important if you want to uh, yield influence over her. And the within the tantric techniques, there's what's called called the cool draw and the big draw. And these are techniques for taking your sexual energy and redirecting your sexual energy elsewhere in your body for whatever purpose you've got. So you can redirect your sexual energy towards motivation, towards creativity, and it does work. So he's describing how he's, he's like talking to like, you know, uh, young ladies working at shops or whatever, Mm -hmm. and he's getting really flirtatious. And so that would be a situation where you would do the cool draw technique, and then you would redirect that sexual energy away from the genitals, away from his balls, and elsewhere in his body. And then he's not going to be quite so, like, ready to hump everything with two legs and two tits in the world in South Florida. Oh, jeez. But do you think that he needs counseling? Mm, It's hard to say. Without knowing more, I think he could probably turn things around with the the strategic concession that I describe in the protocol and then with getting his wife's... um, libido fixed by addressing underlying health um if she if she is unwilling to address underlying health then that's a whole nother kind of set of problems then maybe counseling is necessary in that case but i think i think at their age they're they're still young they don't have a ton of trauma and negativity and resentfulness in their relationship yet not yet. They're certainly on the path to having a lot of resentfulness and anger and betrayal in their marriage, but they don't have it yet. They're young. They have a they have a child together. Um, this guy is interested. He is interested in reconciling things. It sounds like. Doesn't it sound like he's genuinely interested in reconciling things? Yes, he is. I think, but he also sounds desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. They could probably turn things around, provided his uh, his wife isn't tremendously stubborn. So, what's the next one? I believe the next one we have is from some people that are a couple that's a bit older. So she yes. is thirty seven. Thirty seven yes, years old. And he's thirty two. Okay. So here's the post. I like to make lists. What's the title of the post, though? Girlfriend found my pros slash cons list about her slash our relationship, and she's devastated. Okay. So, I like to make lists. It helps me clear my head, organize my thoughts, not forget things, etc. 
I make lists for all sorts of reasons. Tasks I have to do for work, tasks I have to do for my personal life, my grocery lists, my favorite winter vacation cities, etc. I have about two dozen lists saved in my notes app on my phone. I have been dating Veronica for about six months now. Right around the third month mark, we had to decide whether or not we were going to be serious. I made a pros slash cons list and we decided we were going to move forward and try to make it work. The list was pros, caring, patient, athletic build, loving, funny, hard worker, great mom, good sexual chemistry, smart with money, strong partner potential, loves to cook, good swimmer, ladies and gentlemen. Good swimmer? Yes. That is important. If you recall from the uh, important documentary starring, <laughs> uh, starring Leonardo, <gasps> and uh, when he's there on the boat, you know, when the boat sinks, like if you're on a boat with a woman, you want her to be able to swim. Yes. Remember and Leonardo? He 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 sunk into the deep. Mm-hmm. Remember Jack, 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 and then he sinks because she couldn't swim. Yes, exactly. That was the most serious problem in their relationship. Yeah. And last but not least, good hygiene, ladies and gents. So we move down to the cons. So. Has multiple kids by different men. Oh, no. Low earning potential. Possibly still has feelings for X. That's that's not great. Uneducated. Uneducated. Does she lack a master's degree? <laughs> Probably. She went to Harvard. But it was Harvard online, not... Harvard University. Oh, yeah. Old. I don't think she went to Harvard, but anyway. So she's also clingy, old, doesn't want more kids, and has health issues. Ooh. Obviously, I'd like to know what health issues she had. I'm curious. I guess we're not going to find out, though. Okay, go ahead. Obviously, I never shared this list with Veronica. No, it don't do that. It was just to help me make an informed decision about the long-term potential of our relationship. About a week ago, she told me she was going to the store and asked me if I needed anything. I was in the bathroom, so I told her to just take a look at my grocery list on my phone and if there is anything she feels like getting from me, I would appreciate it and pay her back. At least he wasn't jerking off in the bathroom, you know, right? Some yeah, other yeah, woman's yeah, ass. Yep. Yeah. When she did this, she got curious as to what my other lists had on them, so she helped herself to read a few of them and stumbled upon my Veronica's pros and cons list. Oh, and I, I bet she was very uh, reasonable and understanding. No, she wasn't. She was absolutely devastated. Ah. Uh. She was crying too hard to make it to the grocery store. Everything that was on my list, we had discussions about at some point within the past six months and have worked through them. So none of this was a surprise. I think it was just the fact that it came straight from the horse's mouth or fingertips in a very blunt, matter-of-fact fashion. 
She said it was like having all of her life's failures and misfortunes sitting there staring her in the face. And she felt harshly judged by a person that supposedly loves her. After six months, loves her? Well, anyway, I completely understand where she's coming from. I'd be pretty hurt if I came across a similar list that she had made about me. No way, man! Really? But then again, if I saw a list titled All Peace, Pros and Cons on her phone, I'd never open it because I would recognize it's private and I already know whatever the cons are will probably hurt my feelings. Well, I really don't believe that you wouldn't open it, man. You know? I don't believe it for one second. Well, that's what he says. So we Exactly. We we have to take him at his word unless he gives us reasons to doubt credibility. Anyways, continue. Yeah, I'm trying to just give her space at, and let her process everything. But it's been almost a week now and she's hardly spoken to me. Is there anything else I can do? How should I go about trying to repair this? Okay, what do you think he should do about... Do you think he should try to repair it? Well, if she forgives him, John, he should promise her to never create such a stupid list ever again. Mm, I think it's... I think what he did is pretty okay i can see why she's upset but i can i think it's pretty okay to create pros and cons lists in life that's pros and cons lists are a pretty good way to deduce um, important life decisions i think uh like if you're if you're gonna get a new job, if you're thinking about getting a new job, if you're thinking about uh, moving to Ohio so that you can uh, work as the vice president of your father-in-law's cement company, creating a pros and cons list is a pretty good idea. Yeah, but a partner should not be narrowed down to just pros and cons. Mm, yeah, but it's still it's the way he figures things out. So I think with this, uh, this issue, this particular guy's issue, it gets at a fundamental uh, difference between men and women, which is that men think deductively. Men, men, we like spreadsheets. We love all those lines and bars and we, we love spreadsheets because we can just itemize and we can see everything listed out. Whereas women, women think of things in a holistic, in a holistic kind of way. And so for a man, it's totally natural to just to uh, be deductive about the pros and cons of a relationship. Whereas for a woman, it's just about her. She has a general positive or negative sentiment. And so the tendency between men and women is to be kind of judgmental of each other for not thinking the way that we do. And we men can't expect women to think like men, and women similarly shouldn't expect men to think like women. So I think that's what's going on here is I think she, I think she needs to practice a bit more empathy in just saying, hey, uh, this is my man, and he's a deductive kind of guy. He likes to make these lists, so he made a list about me. But I cannot. But he can also be empathetic and see how it's uh, offensive 
to her. And then I have another point to make, but I'll let you make your point first. What do you mean my point? I bet you I bet you got another thing to say about this. Well, I think he should apologize to her. You know, about I bet the... he has. I bet he has. Didn't he say he apologized to her? I bet he has apologized. Yes, and delete the stupid list. He could do that because he's already made his decision. Yes, and he should explain himself better. Or if he ever makes such a list in the future, he should, you know, put it in a way that she would not get upset if she found it. Yeah, or put it in a folder where it's not so easy to find. Because, yeah, he's asking, he's, he's, kind, he's really kind of inviting some trouble. Which, okay, this is my bigger point on this whole scenario. Is, you know how I'm, what I often say is that a lot of relationship issues get caused because of uh, the naivete of men. That men in modernity are terribly naive. And with this guy, I'm seeing a tremendous amount of naivete here. So the cons, these are major red flags. Her cons are major red flags. I agree. Notably, multiple kids by different men. That is a huge red flag. That's like the... You know, the communist Chinese flag, they have this massive, massive flag that's like the size of a football field that unfurls over Beijing. Like that's the size of red flag that that is right there. Possibly still has feelings for X. Uh, that's quite a red flag. Uneducated, that's, that's not bad. I mean, people would say I'm uneducated because I don't have a college degree. I'm just a high schooler. Uh, clingy. I don't think clingy is that bad. Um, doesn't want more kids. That is a major issue. If he wants kids and she doesn't want kids, that's a major issue. And then also health issues. Health issues are, a, are, are another major issue because the health issues that your partner has they are not just their health issues. Those health issues, they become your health issues because you are going to have to be there um, bearing the pain, frustration, and cost of those issues with her. So these are huge red flags that she is displaying. And I'm, I, I'm not totally opposed to... I'm not totally opposed to... Men dating older women. I can see some situations where that works out not disastrously. I think about your parents, for example. Your yeah, your mom, my mom is a bit older. Your mom's a couple of years older than your dad, and yet they've managed to have I wouldn't say a happy marriage, but a functional marriage for fifty years now. Yeah, forty five. So however, if you're it the all of these red flags, plus the fact that, that she's uh, five years older than him, this guy is terribly naive. He's terribly naive. And he should, and his naivete is part of the reason that he got into the 
issue with this list. If he wasn't so damn naive, he would have known to delete the delete the list after he had made it, or he would have known to at least save it in a folder where she wouldn't stumble across it so easily. So this guy can take even, a look. Even that, John, is not guaranteed. Yeah, 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 because... Th- you kind of have to assume that anything you do on the internet or you do on your smartphone, your partner may see it one day. So that's one of the things that uh, people in relationships need to assume. Now, I'm not going to tell this guy or guys like him that he should just break up with her immediately because of the red flags. She has probably broken up with him already. Um, What I would suggest is that... If she's displaying a lot of pretty bad red flags, however, if she can practice empathy and eventually come to forgive him and say, hey, you wrote these things about me that were hurtful, but ultimately you decided to love me and, and be with me, and so I've forgiven you for writing those hurtful things. If she does that, that's a real sign of maturity, and... It may be a thing where they have a decent future potential. But if it's a thing where she is going to hold a grudge forever against him for writing these things, for these private thoughts that he had, and then she has all these other red flags, then that's definitely um, a reason to let this one go, to cut this one loose. That would be that would be my take on that, is if the guy wants to stay with her, then if she can practice some forgiveness, because forgiveness is an essential thing in relationships. Uh, you can't have a, uh, a relationship without forgiveness because both parties are going to screw things up from time to time. If she can't practice forgiveness and this is a thing where she's still uh, sour about it six months later, then this relationship has really no potential. That's my take on, no, on this one. No, and by the way, he's not 20 years old himself. He should have put it like she's older, not old. Old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also probably something to do with her um, not wanting kids. Because he probably wants kids. Most most people want kids. or but he, But that's not an option. So while she is not actually... She's not actually that much older than him. She is approximately... I believe she is 12% older than him. She's our age. Okay, I believe she's 12% older than him. So, that's not a huge that's not a huge age difference, but the fact that she doesn't want to have kids, she might as well be 100 years old, right? Cuz she doesn't want to have kids and he has kids. So to him, yeah, she's she's old. She's Well, she's, she already has kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So she doesn't want any more kids. Yeah, this one seems this this seems like a rotten. This one seems rotten. This one seems like it's time to cut your losses, bro. Yeah, but I think that she probably already has cut him. So next question comes from Kanya. Kanya? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. It's not Kanye. No, no. no. I don't think they call him Kanye. I think they call him Ye now. Ye? Yeah, like Y-E. Ye? Yeah. So he's not Kanye. I don't think so. Uh He changed, you know, if you're going to be a big artist, you have to change your name to silly things occasionally. Uh Oh, really? 
So Kanye won't be associated anymore with Kim? Nope, nope. Those two are gone. Mm -hmm. They never yeah. they never asked us our opinions on their relationship, so it has failed. That's true. Okay, so firstly, to thank you for the wonderful insights on the brain longevity and enhancement. I have been trying to find this type of info for a while and having it delivered by such an open-minded individual is awesome. I have life coached and taught yoga and meditation on and off for many years. A tan tian danjin breathing meditation technique that I learned from a Korean meditation school. She sounds like a lady. They stressed on the benefits of brain health and use solutions similar to yours, which I learned too, but it's expensive to engage on my own, now that I'm no longer with the organization. I found you on BitChute as I was researching info on Kratom, which I bought before doing research on it, and when I found out that it is actually an addictive opioid, I looked for info on how to use it with herbs that would mitigate this factor. Granted, I have not ventured into Kratom Facebook groups, but your video was the most informative and insightful out of all the ones I have seen. Also the wittiest, right? Absolutely. Okay. And hottest. You are the only person I found who spoke sense, especially because I was trying to find something to cycle the small batch with so that I can finish the Kratom tea that I bought without any side effects. I bought it with an herb called Damiana, which is a slightly psychoactive aphrodisiac herb that I have been wanting to try out. That sounds fun. So after realizing what I had gotten myself into, I bought some Gotu Cola and Brachmi to use with it when it arrived. I take a few good supplements daily, which include glutathione, MSM, chloride dioxide, magnesium, collagen, iodine, boron, hyaluronic capsules, iodine, including some mushroom capsules, which is a mixture of the five that are known to be good. For example, a mixed reishi, cordyceps, lion mane, chaga, etc. I keep DMSO, which I use now, and agai, but too afraid to be careless with it, as it enhances the effects of everything taken internally especially my daily glass of wine. Whoa, so DMSO enhances the effects of the daily glass of wine? What is DMSO? It's a, a supplement. I don't know about it. But now I'm curious about it, if it enhances the effects of a daily glass of wine. <laughs> That's most appealing to daily wine glass drinker myself. Mm -hmm. So, what's so anxious of the entire experience that I was embarking on, but finding your channel and website put me at ease. I will get some rhodiola as well, since the whole experience was to enhance my brain and mood without destroying. I don't have money for all the designer stuff, so I'm glad to have found someone like you who talks my language somewhat. As you can see, I'm just an out-of-the-box thinking normal person who seeks health in its natural forms, with an understanding that natural is limitless and ventures into uncharted territories. Anyway, I just thought to come on here to thank you for the work that you put in and know how much it is appreciated. Thank you, Kanya. Yeah, that was not a Q&A question, just a very supportive email that I got. So it's nice to meet some reasonable people on bitshoot.com. 
because there are so many deranged people on bitshoot.com. Like our next and last uh, participator. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay, so it comes from TWN5858. Are you there listening? Maybe he is. I hope so. So, he said, I like how you gave your audience the one eye symbol in your thumbnail. Let your audience know that you are a satanic puppet who will do anything for money. (laughs) Really, John? I didn't know that. A puppet who will do anything for money. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately, that's the way most everyone is nowadays. So, what's the one eye symbolism all about? Cool. I like how you give us the one eye symbol in your thumbnails. I used to think you did it because you wanted to hide your gimp eye. But since you got to mirror your face in order to show your left eye, I know that isn't the case. Oh, man. Confirmation. Satanic puppet confirmed. (laughs) Okay. So, so this guy had, this guy had a moment of sober, clear thinking, which was that he realized that it was, I use it to cover up one of my eyes because I am cross-eyed. I have strabismus. And so doing the half of my face, my crossed eye isn't quite so conspicuous. And it's definitely not because I am a satanic puppet. In fact, I recently had a excellent podcast with Richard Harris, where I declared eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. Does does that sound like something that a, a satanic puppet would say? No, and also I think that I say I think a satanic puppet would be on board with the uh, the tyranny over the mind of man, right? Yes, I think so. And also his mother is a angel on earth. So I don't think that an angel on earth is able to give birth, you know, to a satanic puppet. When when you hear satanic puppet, do you think of like a little like a little I don't think so. Right. So yes, so the the half face thing is uh, pretty common. You'll see half a half face thing, and that is just because I'm cross-eyed, and I do that because I know that people. I write about this in my book, How to Be Cross-eyed: Thriving Despite Your Physical Perf- Imperfection. I know that people are pretty judgmental upon first impression of people who have physical imperfections, and so that's why I don't. It's obvious when people look at videos of me on the internet that I have a crossed eye, but my confidence and my delivery and the knowledge base that I have, people very quickly forget about my crossed eye as soon as they hear what I have to say. But the love making. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. But... Because I know how judgmental people are based upon a first impression, I don't put my cross-eyed face in very many of my 
thumbnails because I probably end up getting a lot less people looking at my content. And so that is what is going on there. But I have to, I have to express a bit of worry for a kind of person that would be taken in to a thing like this, where if someone has consumed even a little bit of my content, then it's obvious that I am a person, again, like I said, eternally hostile towards the satanic forces of tyranny that are constricting human liberty on this planet. That is pretty obvious from my work. So if someone is ignoring all of the actual things that I have to say, which are very pro-liberty, pro-freedom, pro-human, and they're just making a judgment based upon something as silly as a half face in the thumbnails, that is a person that's going to be easily duped. There, I do believe, I do believe there are plenty of satanic puppets in this world, perhaps even on bitshoot.com. Mm -hmm. And the kind of person that's going to ignore substantial content and arguments and philosophy espoused that's pro-freedom, pro-decency, pro-Christian, uh, pro-morality, the kind of content that I put out, if they're going to ignore all that and make a judgment based upon a tiny little thumbnail, that's the kind of person that is actually going to end up being duped by the satanic puppets that are out there. So I would just encourage this dude to uh, be, to have a bit more attention to, to not be a goldfish, a uh, goldfish attention span uh, consumer of content, but to listen to people and listen to people's arguments. And then there's another concept of Christian that comes out of Christianity, that comes out of the Bible, which is basically that you will know a person by their fruits. Have you heard of this, babe? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, this is a concept that comes out of the out of the Bible. That if you want to judge a person, we do have to judge people sometime. But if you're going to judge a person, what you want to do is judge them by their fruits. As opposed to judging a person based upon what they say, because a lot of times people are lying, or judging a person based upon first impressions. The best thing to do, if possible, is to judge a person on the results of their life. So, for example, this was a political thing. This was, this was back in the day, back in the day, this was one of the things that made me a supporter of President Trump back in the day, was I saw that President Trump had kids that his children were very stand-up people. His, 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 all of his children are, are stand-up, decent kind of people, unlike, unlike the children of many politicians and celebrities that are, that are these odious, uh, drug addicts that are just total wrecks of human beings. Mm -hmm. And so what you want to do is instead of judging people based upon symbolism of a first impression, or even judging people based upon what they say, which is often not true, judge people based upon the results of their life and and the uh, grand totality of their life. And that will give you a pretty good idea of uh, who is a satanic puppet and who is not. So those are our Q&A uh, podcast 
questions and I would invite people to fill out the form that is linked below wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you've got uh, questions, we'd love to address those. I'm Jonathan. With Limitless Mindset. That's right. And who are you? I'm your wife. That's my wife. With, what are we with? What are we with? With a Pomeranian, of course. Oh, jeez. There is a Pomeranian. <laughs> We're with Limitless Mindset. I just said that. Okay, okay. With yes, Limitless yes, yes. Mindset. And we look forward to continue conversation with you.